Oh, hey, it's you again. Welcome back to Getting It Out Podcast. Whether you're a frequent listener or even just a first timer, I want to thank you for clicking on the episode. I know there's a lot of options, a lot of podcasts to pick through and listen to. And this time you chose Getting It Out. If you like what you hear on this episode or maybe what you've heard in the past, I want to ask you to consider joining the gettingitout.net Patreon, where you'll get early ad-free access to interviews, sometimes weeks before they air. It only costs $2 a month, and hey, once you set it up, it's like making beef jerky in the 90s. You set it, and you forget it. You'll get email updates each time I post an episode exclusive to the Patreon. And though the cost is low for you, your support makes a huge impact on what I can continue to do with gettingitout.net and Getting It Out podcast. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. Thanks for hearing me out, and enjoy this episode of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 119 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Negative Measures out of Brighton, UK, uh, with um, what's the song called? Uh, Beneath the Ground. Came out a couple weeks ago. Very cool. They sent that one into uh, get Dan at gettingitout.net. That's my email address. That's where you can send me your music, and I will play it on the show 100% guaranteed eventually. All right, I need to put that on there because I think it's eventually I get in. I try to fit, try to fit, uh, try to fit the 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 music with the guests. Sometimes it doesn't work. This case kind of doesn't work, but whatever, doing it anyway because I like this song um, and I like this band and I, I thank thankful to them for sending their stuff in. I appreciate it um, and I and I and I like playing your shit. So they they've been around. It looks like for quite a while, uh, at least 2014. Um, so that's pretty long for a hardcore band particularly so good for them uh good for them for this song i enjoy it hope you did too and usually you know i would stop there and that would be it for the intro music but uh, I, i'm not going to do that i'm going to play another song right now of, of, for another band that's set in the track another short hardcore song and i really appreciate it this was from ill communication check it out There you go. I told you another quick hardcore song. That was uh, that was ill communication, as I said earlier. Earl, com- Ill- Earl communication. What if it was Earl communication? And it was just like uh, they had clips from "My Name Is Earl" uh, before every every song. Uh, they should probably take that idea and run with it. But until they do, they are called ill communication. They're from California. Um, they're from Oxnard and a place that apparently is called Tehachapi. Te- Tehachapi. I don't know. I don't know how to say that. But uh, that's where they're from. Uh, they sent their tracks in uh, via email. Andy did, um, and they, they says they are members of the Warriors and uh, Retaliate and a couple other, a couple other cool bands from back when. And here comes my daughter. Do you want to say anything? No. No? What are you doing down here then? You putting a pencil away? You came down here. You interrupted this <laughs> wonderful show to put a pencil away. Come here. Now you got to say something. No. All right. Run away, scared. There you go. You know I keep it professional on Getting It Out podcast. Anyway, uh, Andy from Ill Communications sent in those songs, and I appreciate that. Um, I like the I like this band. Uh, I don't like their name uh, because I think now it should be Earl Communication. I'm sticking with that. All right, but um, be on the lookout for what they got coming out. It looks like they're in the lab cooking up something new and uh, pretty experienced individuals from the looks of it. So uh, yeah, so look out for that. Ill Communication out of somewhere in California. Um, Oxnard, Oxnard, Oxnard. Why do we all know Oxnard? Um, in control, I remember them. Um, was it got like a? I got like a Nard Curse record on my shelf somewhere. Um, I don't know. Oxnard is that ill repute? Is that the? Is that the band from there? The like original one? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know anything. Let's just do uh, the bad rap music and then get into the podcast. Dark satellite media. 
started doing a podcast, I thought I found my calling. But there's something more. There's a little something more I think I can reach into. I got a little more in me. I need to get it out. Just like the podcast. It's Getting It Out rap song from the Getting It Out podcast. And it feels powerful. I think you feel it too. I think you feel it too. But there's certain things that need to be said. Because I was thinking about it a lot lately. Exactly what I was thinking about. I'll have to break it down here just a little bit for you. I was sitting at home trying to relax when I realized a podcast needs a rap. It sound way better with Nate Dogg back, but I gotta spit quick on these Amish cats. Well, big horns of shit on rumble strips. Zeb sits back with a hundred kids, but I know how shallow that gene pool is. So what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night when the sun don't shine on the dial bright? While Bob Scott lives the hard rock life, singing on the streets underneath the lights. I got grocery lists of shit I don't like. Gonna run them by old Mike on ice and like cops have a day with the butt drug tips. This podcast will flip your lids. So that's what I sing about on the song for the podcast. It's getting it Okay, so so back on after several inter- interruptions to uh, put pencils back on a table beside me, uh, we can we can move forward with the podcast, which is good news for everybody involved because I think it's going to be a little longer than usual, and that's all right because you know what I already played two songs and the worst rap song in history, but you, I, that's still going to be the song that is still going to be the song until I can get something better until somebody makes me something better, which I've just been begging for years. It feels like years begging for a replacement, but there is just there's none. There's nothing suitable. So um, you know, I'm probably gonna have to pay somebody, which I'm willing to do. Anyway, um, where are we at now? It's week uh, 100 of the coronavirus quarantine slash social distancing distancing slash uh, uh, I don't know what else we can call it. Um, it. I don't have anything new to report. I don't think I did go to work. I went into my job just yesterday. It was very strange. Very strange. Uh, you know, you walked in, you had to be masked. Uh, there was uh, all the people were lined up. You had to answer three questions before you could go in. And then I got to a, a thing. I had to stand on an X, be a six feet between people. And um, this guy scanned my temperature. And then I had to put a sticker on. And then I could go to my office. But uh, I had to shut my door and keep my mask on. And it was uh, it was just weird, man. Weird times. And shout out to the people who are still going to work, like actually going to work. I'm still working, so I'm not that impressed with you. But I am uh, impressed if you're actually going to work and dealing with that shit. Because wearing masks makes me mad. And I cannot express that enough. And I know I'm ridiculous for it, but it just makes me mad. And I'll do it. I have to do it. But I'm really unhappy about it. I think I went over this in the last like four fucking episodes. But anyway, that's that's all I got to talk about because that's all there is. I don't watch the news anymore. Who knows what's going on? Um, it's just the same shit every day. Just tell me when I can go about my business as usual, and uh, and then I'll let my kids play with the neighbors. And and you know how much pain and suffering that will alleviate. Because I'll tell you what, man, this uh, school while working is bullshit. Um, my wife tackles most of it. She does. I fully admit that. 
but just being in the room, like hearing, like the, the, my daughter will be doing her first grade Zoom or whatever they're calling it, Google Classroom, uh, you know, so there's teachers talking, teaching first grade behind, literally right behind me on a computer screen while I'm trying to work right there. And I just can't do anything. I just stare at my screen and I learn about uh, addition and subtraction because, uh, well, one, I could use I could use another run through. We're no denying that. Um, it's not bad for me. Uh, I could pick up a couple things and I do. All right. I, did you know that the E says the vowel's name? If there's an E at the end of the word, it's the vowel and it says its own name, right? Like, um, what's a good, <laughs> what's a good example? Uh, I don't know. Just like, let's go with, uh, let's go with, I don't know. I can't now. I, now I'm trying to figure out a fucking example and I can't do it, man. I need to go back to first grade. There was that show. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? I think it should be. Are you smarter than a first grader? Cause most of us can say, yeah, but, uh, but not, not confidently, right? There's some things that are kind of tricky at this first grade level. But anyway, I'm learning, all right? So don't be too hard on me. If there's one thing I can get away with uh, with this out of this situation is that uh, uh, teachers are patient. Man, this one girl, she keeps interrupting my daughter's class. Uh, she <laughs> she chimes in. First of all, she interrupts. Where's her fucking parent at? Why doesn't somebody sit there and be like, hey, little girl, stop interrupting? But they don't. She just keeps interrupting. She just keeps chiming in. Today, she chimed in in two different classes to tell a teacher that she's getting new glasses tomorrow. We don't care. And you know what? We already knew that because you did it yesterday, too. We You told us you were getting new glasses. I know you're getting new glasses. And frankly, I don't care. Uh, my daughter doesn't even care. Like, the first graders don't even care that you're getting new glasses. Keep it to yourself, little girl. All right? We've heard enough. We've heard enough from you. And then she'll chime in and be like, hey, Miss Teacher, I've already done all this work. And we're like, okay, nerd, stop going ahead and doing all the work. Uh, we, other kids, uh, you know, they got lives here. They got COVID lives. We, we're trying to keep our sanity, and you're you're over here doing all the problems of the workbook. Knock it off, little girl. All right. And then she and then she always wants to do a cameo with her with her pet dog. I mean, I hope it's a pet, but it's a dog that lives in their house, so I assume it's a pet. Uh, she she does this cameo with this dog every time, and she'll be like, "Look, here's my dog, dog, whatever his name is. <laughs> here's my dog, Dog. His name is Dog. Get it? That's dog. And uh, Dog. Here's Dog. He comes rolling in, and she wants to like interrupt the class and be like, "Hey, everybody, look, it's my dog." And uh, everybody's like, "Yeah, great, but 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 we're on mute because we respect other people's ears and their time, and we're not just interrupting like you are all the time." Jesus, this little girl, man. I got a problem with that. And then there's this other little boy. He chimes in quite often to just say stuff like, uh, bulls aren't bothered by red. It's the fact that they're shaking the the, 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 the tablecloth or whatever that makes them angry. And like, right, right then wrong. All right, man, you're right. They're like colorblind or something. And I, I don't know this as a fact. It's just something I've been told. So, yeah, like they're not mad that it's red. And I don't think they're really mad that you're making a movement with with your tablecloth. I just think they're being bulls, doing bullshit. Just, wait, that sounds funny. Bullshit, not doing bullshit. They're doing bull things, all right? They see something, they charge it, all right? It's it's like a it's like a white woman at Kohl's. You see something, just charge it. Kohl's cash, baby. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think I've gone on for long enough here, uh, and we need, we need to get back on track. Did I even explain what's happening on this episode? This episode, I got Axel Soderberg of Horizont and Mike Weikert of heaven shall burn yeah there's two interviews on this one two uh from two bands that i really enjoy uh and i've been listening to for a long time horizont uh literally one of my favorite bands of the last decade 
Heaven Shall Burn. Been a fan for over 20 years. So uh, very happy to have them both here. Uh, relatively short conversations. That's why I doubled them up on this one. And because, uh, you know, interviews are easy to get right now. If you look, look around at the podcast world. Everybody's got a shitload of guests on. It's uh, it's kind of annoying because, you know, whatever. It's competition. And competition fucking sucks sometimes. <laughs> Especially when you got to do homeschool and work. But uh, at the same time, it's, it's really cool. Um, to get the opportunity to talk to these people. And I've had some recent uh, opportunities to do some interviews that I don't know if they're going to come through, but uh, they're pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. We'll just leave it at that. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, first, I'm going to first I'm gonna give you uh, the the interview with Axel. Um, I got actually, I got up at like fucking, I forget what time. I forget what time I got up, but I had to do this interview at, I think it was 6 in the morning, my time. So I could catch him at whatever, like noon, his time. And uh, it was a pleasant conversation. And if you haven't heard any of the singles from uh, their new album, which comes out May 15th, well, I'll play you one right now. How about that? I will play you Free Riding. And if you haven't heard Horizon before, you're, at first you're going to be like, what the fuck is he playing? What, what is he listening to? What, did this? Be- we didn't know this music still existed. And then by the end of the song, you're going to be like, I'm so glad this music still exists. And uh, you're going to love it. And you're going to fall in love with this band too. And I promise you that. And if you don't agree with me, well, you're wrong. Okay? So here, let's listen to Free Riding and then my conversation with Axel.
Hey, is this Axel? Hi, this. Yeah, this is Axel. Hey, this is Dan. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing? I, I'd say good morning, good. but I guess it's not. I guess it's not morning over there, is it? Oh, uh, it's twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock. All right. So I just got out of bed, but that's all right. <laughs> How's it, what, what part of the world are you in this morning? This, this afternoon? Uh, I'm in the Borås, just out of Gothenburg, in Sweden. Oh, it sounds rainy. Oh no, it's beautiful. Is it? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Damn. Good. Oh, it's, it's just a couple of cars. That's, nah. I guess. <laughs> that's all right. Um. So. Uh, so hey, thanks. Thanks for. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big big fan of your band. Have been for a while, and I'll, t- I'll tell you about that here in a little bit. But uh, I've listened to this to this new record, Sudden Death, uh, for I guess I guess at least a week, and very once again very pleased with what I'm hearing, and uh, pretty oh, stoked. Thank you. Um, thank this, you so much. This this uh, for for people who might not know uh, know your band, where, where did you when did you guys get started? Uh, 2006. Oh, you've been uh, around longer than I even thought. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what's, uh, when we started the first version of the band. With the, We were just a trio back then. Yeah. So it was me and Pontus, the drummer, and I played the bass, and we had another guitarist, Christopher, uh, who was with us for the three first albums. Right, and then we got a, a couple of other guys along the way. So, so um, sorry, I'm just checking to make sure my thing's recording here. Yep. Yeah, we're good. Sorry, I got a little panic there for a minute. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, like I, I, I mean, I was going to mention this later, but I'll just go to it now. Back when, back when I heard, uh, I heard Night Rider, right? And yeah, mm-hmm. and and and. Have been have been obsessed with that song since. That's like been almost a decade, right? That's that is one of my favorite songs of all time, and I listen to it constantly. It's my first suggestion to anybody. It's not exactly how you sound now, but that's that's kind of what I, what I wanted to ask. How has uh, how is how for you? How has the sound has the sound evolved naturally for for the band, or have there been things that you intentionally wanted to push in directions? Uh, probably for uh, me, I've always wanted to push it, like, sort of, uh, another direction, and I guess when I wrote Night Rider, that was sort of a step in that, to play more, like, classic rock instead of the, the heavier stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I've, like, for each album, I've sort of, like, sneaked in a couple of tracks, that everyone laughs at, <laughs> and that's that's usually the one that like gets the most attention. So I, I think that's a good way. So now nowadays uh, they still laugh when <laughs> sometimes when I present the song, but uh, it's easier now. I don't have to fight that much. It was, they couldn't stop laughing when I like played the Night Rider riff. <laughs> really. That's yeah. I, that's that's amazing because everybody I've never I've never shown that song to somebody and and had them not like it and and it's like people of all ages and it's it's weird how it's it's awesome how it's like you know transcends but fuck it that song is ten years old let's talk about let's talk about that's more than ten years old let's talk about the, this record you got coming out sudden death which is what is this is this your fifth or sixth proper full length uh, sixth six so um, what I mean 
doing that big jump through all these years, what's different about this one compared to the rest? Mm, it's probably this time around. I wrote, I didn't pick up the guitar single time writing the songs. Yeah. Uh, I, I just did them on the piano. Oh, okay. uh, so so it's, it's kind of sounds more different, I guess, because I'm. I mean, I got I got really tired, like trying to come up with new riffs, and I'm not a good guitarist, <laughs> so I'm I was sort of out of ideas. So I just thought I'll try a, a new idea. Uh, just play the piano, and I think it worked out pretty good. I think so too. Did you did you play did you play piano for the record too? Yeah, you did. Okay, I didn't see I didn't see the credit on there, so that, is, so that was a question I wanted to know because because there is like you said, there's a lot of piano and uh, not not in a bad way. And it's you're you're in this you're playing this this music that uh, that nobody plays now, and I, it's a weird thing that that to how how kind of genres kind of get left behind or subgenres, whatever you want to call. But then when you yeah, I mean, I I think we're like we're playing classic rock, yeah, basically. <laughs> and yeah. I, I it's sort of does does no one do that anymore? <laughs> 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 I I because that's like we play pretty straightforward rock, and people are still like surprised that we're doing this stuff now. <laughs> but I mean that's. It's the most common kind of rock, I guess. <laughs> I agree, and you know, I'm I'm sure you're familiar with the the band Lucifer. Um, yeah, I just I had them on last week, and we were talking. Uh, Nick and uh, Johanna, we were talking about it and how they're why why do we even call it retro? Like, why why does that phrase even exist when it's you know it's all over? Like, the, I don't know how why is it why isn't it as popular now as it was then when everybody still listens to it. And I don't know, like, but it's harder for new bands playing that same sound to get that same success. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird that like uh, classic rock has become sort of a sub-genre or yeah. rock in in general. <laughs> <laughs> like well, people re- releasing actual albums, because that's uh, except for the really big big stars nowadays. Yeah. No one. Like releases albums anymore, and one of the like the biggest genres uh, is a rock genre, but that gets the least attention. It's pretty weird. Yeah, it is very strange. Well, you you meant you mentioned uh, like the, the the album and maybe even what we call album oriented. Um, like, I, I, I'm a big album person. Like, I want to listen. I don't want to listen to playlists. I don't want to. I mean, EPs are fine, but whatever. I, I want a full. I want a full length album and like like what you got going here. Um and, and like you always do. Uh I mean I mean I know you have a couple EPs but whatever. They're they're necessary. Um mm-hmm. what is there is there a, is there an overlying theme on this record? Is it a concept record at all? No, no not really. Uh, no, I don't think so. But I mean for me this record is probably one of the records that contains the least amount of hits. I guess, but it, it, I think it's still one of the best albums we've ever made. So it's, it's more of an album album than we've ever done before, for me at least. 
Well, good. And I mean, the hits hits don't necessarily matter. You know what I mean? No, uh, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, f- fuck it. Uh, uh, one of my favorite albums ever, uh, "Close to the Edge" by Yes. You can't play a lot of that yeah. on the radio. You know, that's that, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be there forever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so you got this, uh, I want to talk to you about the, the, uh, the artwork for this. And so all I know is the, is the cover for this. And, uh, it's, it's, and, and I see like one of your pre-order packages, like the box set has something to do with you guys and, and hockey and hockey cards or some shit. What is that? What what is, what is this hockey thing? Are you guys big hockey fans? (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, not 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 really. <laughs> we we were meant to do sort of like a hockey team album, like for our second album, but that did just didn't happen. So it's always been in the back of our heads. But it, it's not it's not the sport really. It's just the fight, yeah. <laughs> and the hockey is sort of a good like uh, it, it shows that in a good way. I think. There's, there's a lot of fighting going on. <laughs> I got you. well, and the, and I don't know if we mentioned, but the, the record's called "Sudden Death" too, so that you know th- that goes along with hockey at least. Well, I, I and yeah. and not not to be judgmental, but looking at you guys' pictures, you don't exactly look like hockey players. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. Maybe so, in the playoffs. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so. You guys, uh, you mentioned that you you did a lot of the songwriting. Is that is that always how it works for this band? Uh, usually, uh, it's me and the bass player writing the songs. Uh, I I tend to like do a sort of a rough sketch of how I want it to sound with just just my instrument, even if it's guitar or a keyboard. Uh, and I'll just let the rest of the guys do their thing to that piece. And Magnus, he he just has a finished product, like a finished demo with everything. That is exactly <laughs> how he wants it to sound. But I, I always want to like get the other guys involved in like the recording and uh, the writing process. Uh, so so because I, I I want want it to sound like a band. Uh, because uh, me writing all the stuff that, yeah, since I, I know virtuoso, <laughs> so that would probably never be good. Well, that's good. I'm glad that. I'm, I'm, well, it's nice of you. At least I've um, I've seen and experienced people in other bands where you know they they're kind of kind of want to drive the whole thing and want it to be their vision. So it's nice to hear that you want to you want input. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think that's always best, at least for me. <laughs> yeah well so i, I want to ask you about one song in particular and uh i'd s- tell you the title but i can't it's track seven it's uh what, what is that grad dagar <laughs> Go <a> dog, yeah. <laughs> okay all right so so that th- this has been my favorite song on the record and uh yeah. and but I, you know I, this always seems to happen to me i listen to these songs in other languages i have no idea what you're saying i have no idea what's going on but i just like the way it sounds right um so so but then i get curious about like you know i i don't know what kind of or if any i don't know when i say mainstream or what kind of radio you know access you guys have uh, as a band um but when you write songs like this does this ever get does this ever get attention in in your home country 
Uh, yeah, but I, I think the, the the Swedish songs always get gets more attention like outside of Sweden. Uh, oh yeah, because uh, I think like people find it exotic or something because it sounds really different in, yeah. in Swedish. Because no one outside of Sweden knows any Swedish. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Yeah, of course, I, I mean, I, Opeth just did that whole whole album in, in Swedish, and I, I I prefer the Swedish version. You know what I mean? Just because it sounds mm-hmm. it sounds cooler. Yeah, uh, and like the first album that we did, there was like half the songs were in Swedish, and I I sort of drifted away, uh, not doing that so much, writing Swedish songs. So in the last three albums all the Swedish songs are by our bass player Magnus so he still really likes uh, writing the songs in Swedish it's a bit harder (laughs) because it gets really like I don't know how to say it like earnest writing in Swedish Uh, so uh, we we have we also have like made a couple of uh, Recordings with both Swedish and English lyrics, uh, and we just chose what sounded best, I guess. Uh, but uh, it, it tends to go to the English versions. <laughs> it's my experience, yeah. so I sort of quit doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there is there a um, well? I mean, why? I guess that explains. I was gonna say why 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 do the songs in English, but that obviously answers the whole thing, and and it uh, you know broadens your audience because you, you guys you guys do do you feel like you do a decent amount of touring? Uh, yeah. I mean, we we haven't toured for like properly for two years or something. Yeah. Just with uh, a couple of guys that became fathers uh, in the band, so we we. Since we spent like three years recording this album, uh, we saw the the first drum track for the album was in 2017. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a long process, and I mean, of course, we haven't been able to tour during that time, but we 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 can tour, like if we want to. Uh, I guess we could make a living out of it if we were out touring constantly, but I right. don't think that's really what any of us want to do. Because, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's <laughs> I like being home too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so 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 all you guys have, are still doing day jobs and still yeah doing that whole yeah. process, yeah. Yeah, uh, everyone has a regular day job. Well, just out of curiosity, how has this the current situation affected you personally? Are you still working? Or are you still able to go about life normal? Yeah, life is pretty normal for everyone I guess because yeah. we don't have that many restrictions so it's like 50 no no more than 50 people in the same room that's the basic rule and don't go out if you get sick right uh, so it's just it's pretty normal we don't have that much to do at work I work in a like I repair hearing aids oh wow uh, and <laughs> and uh and the people that use hearing aids are, they are uh, like over 70, yeah. like 90% of everybody. So, and uh, those are, those people are recommended to stay home of now. Course, so yeah. I don't 
I don't have much to do <laughs> at work, which which is fine. <laughs> but yeah. and I and I live out in the countryside, so uh, there's like I don't have a neighbor for like for like three miles or something. So uh, that really doesn't <laughs> feel different. <Yeah>. Is that <laughs> is did you always grow up like that? Or have you always lived out in the country like that? No, I lived in Gothenburg like for ten years before I moved out there. Yeah. So uh, I. I've been living out there for three or four years now. Uh, nice. Do, do you do you feel that that that's affected your songwriting in any way? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess so. Uh, I it's not that I'm <laughs> singing about my plants that I'm growing, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, well, so, I, the, the reason I sorry to cut you off. The reason I asked that is like I lived in like B- Baltimore, Maryland, for which you know it's a b- big city, and then moved to uh, to where I'm at now, which is like suburbs of of uh, Pennsylvania. Is Am- there's a lot of Amish around here, and uh, mm-hmm. there definitely initially was a like a mood shift. Like you know, you go you go living from from living in a, a city where there's a lot going on, and maybe it's just mm-hmm. the the East Coast American like aggressiveness, but it subsides mm-hmm. subsided a little slightly, moving into you know a more suburban and sprawled out landscape, and it's uh, I don't yeah, and, and so I'm always interested if anybody else has noticed the by moving locations just a change in their uh, personal personal I don't know demeanor or outlook. Yeah, I mean, because for the first uh, like year or so, we kept the uh, apartments that we had in Gothenburg, uh, but we never went back there, so we just fuck it, let's get rid of that one. But then, I mean, it's it's so quiet, and you can do whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you get more. Calm, I guess, by 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 moving to the country, uh, and I mean, you get new neighbors and you get different interests, like working with houses and uh, like in the garden thing. So you just change change your way of life uh, into like a slower pace, I guess. Yeah, it's like the the evolution. That you never think is going to happen to you, and then eventually, yeah, <laughs> and then eventually there you are. Yeah. Well, so okay, so so you, obviously, I think I saw that you did have uh, some some touring set up to, to support sudden death, but but that obviously can't happen right now. Have wh- wh- how how has this derailed anything uh, for Horizon? Uh, I I don't know really. We still have. Like a couple of festivals that hasn't cancelled yeah. in Sweden, uh, so we'll see. But I mean, we're probably going to do one of those live streams, <laughs> yeah. Which I really, really don't want to do because <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's how you're supposed to experience our music in a, yeah, on a laptop with the headphones or however people do it. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Or, yeah, or maybe they have like big parties and big screens and just blasting out, <laughs> drinking beer and mosh pits in the living room. I don't know, but <laughs> no more than ten people. Just, though. No, <laughs> but it's just it's just a weird situation, and uh, I yeah, 
uh, I'm not I'm not a big fan, but you have to do something for the people who want to hear the music. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's strictly for them. I will hate it. He's <laughs> <laughs> mad the whole time. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't say that I that I've watched any anybody's, but uh, but I do. I, I, like you're saying, I, I get I get why people are doing them. You know, it's better. I guess it's better than nothing. Yeah. But I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't watch concert footage anyway. That's my. That's that's kind of where I stand too. Like unless there's. I don't know. I, I just don't find myself watching old performances, so I don't know what difference it makes if it's if it's happening while it's going on. When I can just listen to the songs on my headphones, done perfectly while I'm doing something else. But yeah, yeah. I mean, cause, I mean, it's like for people just put up one camera in a like in their rehearsal room or whatever. I just don't find that interesting at all. So I think at least we're going to have like a crew of people shooting it so it's going to be sort of professional <laughs> there you go but, but no one there <laughs> right right of course not you can't break the rules hey you guys got 50 50 is pretty good we we're i think we're, not, we're only allowed to do 10 or i don't even know if we're allowed to do that you know i haven't i haven't gone to like i'm working right mm-hmm. but i but i haven't physically gone to work in over a month now so yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's bizarre, bizarre times. But yeah. Um. So all right. So I I got into you guys. I I saw you. I think at the pages of I, I believe it was Decibel Magazine, right? Which is like our, which is basically the only heavy music magazine around the United States. Um. So, but you guys aren't necessarily that. But but you really transcend to that genre or to you know the more extreme genres of music for some reason why do you think how, how is that associated with that was that because of rise above how did you end up getting so much attention from heavier music i have no idea i mean we've <laughs> gone on tour like the last couple of years and we've been labeled as swedish heavy doom and whatever <laughs> you can imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. i have no idea but i guess that's a uh, the rise above the thing must be a part of it that still like lingers on. I guess. Uh, I mean, we used, of course we used to play like sort of uh, heavy metal stuff. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I mean, but the last three albums have been nothing on that really. So I guess it's from our earlier days. Uh, I don't know. But uh, it w- would be nice to like transcend into like get a different audience. Yeah. As well, as well, <laughs> not not uh, completely change the other guys because <laughs> we, of course, we still want them around. Uh, but it, but it's weird. We have a lot of different like people from from uh, heavy metal and uh, like really. Doom uh, and uh, from that to the like pop audience that comes to our shows. Show. Uh, so that I think it's a good thing not to just have one audience. Oh, even though sure. we yeah. still, even though we still tend to get booked on the like super heavy festivals, and we're <laughs> <laughs> why, why with only extreme metal and stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a little odd, but you know, sometimes it's 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 just nice to be the the odd one out. You know, get some eyes on you. But um, so so you guys, you said you haven't toured in a while, but you were planning to. What what for you has been the 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 most obvious difference, like playing in in Europe and playing over here in like North America? Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> the. Because we we only did like small clubs uh, in when we toured the states, yeah. Uh, so there was the lack of uh, like proper green rooms <laughs> and uh, uh, way less beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the distance, but I mean the people who come to the shows they are basically the same. That's so. funny. That's ex- that's ex- that's exactly what some other bands have said to me. Well, some other European bands. That's exactly what they've said. Is how we, we don't give you guys shit. It's kind of you're on your own. Here's a couple drink yeah, tickets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that that uh, it should be the other way around because we we make way more money like for a show in Sweden uh, or in the rest of Europe than we do in the in the states. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> the, 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 that's oh, yeah. that's that's our bands too, and that's why they tour over there so much. You know, if, if, if yeah, fr- yeah. friends and you know bands who almost exclusively tour Europe because it's not worth it to tour here. You know, I mean, it's like, and for us, we had to pay like six thousand dollars, I guess, for the visa for yeah. everybody, and uh, that's that's uh, not an easy <laughs> thing to put down. We're just going over there once. So, so for our last visa, we did two tours, and the other, the second one was uh, was way too long <laughs> for us. So we <laughs> was kind of burned out after that. So, because we, we toured, I think it was uh, one one and a half month in uh, in Europe, and then we were home for four days, and then straight to to the U.S. for another month and a half. So that was uh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, lot, and we did all the driving ourselves. So it was only us sleeping in cheap motels and driving for ten hours a day. Oh, fuck that! <laughs> how, how, I, so, so going on tour for basically like three months. How, how, are you all able to keep jobs doing that? Yeah, I think it was only Magnus who lost his job at that point. <laughs> but <laughs> we have pretty cool uh, bosses. Yeah. So, uh, it's been, uh, I mean, for the... Uh, did we have a replacement on the US tour? I think one of them who did. Uh, I'm not sure. I think Charlie was, uh, had to stay home for one of them. Well, I, I can't remember. You know what? Next time you can just you know, tour Europe properly and then just live stream tour this the U.S. Yeah, just set up. Yeah, a, the, whole, the whole tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a show at home. Every show. Right? Yeah, live yeah, stream. Yeah, and just just air the show in one city at a time. <laughs> exactly. The there you go. Exclusive. <laughs> go to a movie theater. Check it out. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so specifically about sudden death. Like I said, I've 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 been over this record a bunch. Um, uh, as yesterday I listened to it while I sanded the mailboxes. That was my project yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the for you for you personally, so like you've you wrote it, you've obviously sat with it. You know, probably you might even be sick of it at this point. Maybe not. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> but what what? And this is a kind of a cheap question, but for you, what has been your favorite track on this record? 
Uh, I think Free Riding for me is probably my favorite track. And but the one that I tend to listen to the most is probably the last song, the instrumental. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I I really really like that. It was fun, fun and awful to record. <laughs> Why is awful? Uh, because it has all these different times in it. Ah, okay. Uh, so it's kind of hard to play. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. But that one feels. I think that if, if I listen to it, it's that one. Uh, nice. Well, the, of, the, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I just just because it's like a fucking weird song. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, with it, you say uh, uh, free riding was that the first one you mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. So you, that one, and what was the other one you released? Pushing the limit. Uh, yeah. So, so what what has been the, your initial reaction from people? Like, what if what's the feedback been for these songs so far? Uh, I don't really know. I haven't seen that much like ah. feedback from the songs. So, uh, but uh, no news is good news, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah but uh, I mean, free writing that was a song that I wrote like twenty years ago. Wow, uh, how's it now? Just getting out. What happened? What's the story? Uh, I, I think we 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 really uh, like wanted to to have a couple of B sides yeah. for uh, the album, so we just recorded like fifteen songs, and the, if, uh, pushing the line, that was a twenty-year-old song, and the uh, runaway—that's a song from our first demo. Uh, so, so we just basically wanted those to have as B sides. Yeah, if we were gonna uh, like release physical singles, uh, yeah. but uh, and the record label really wanted them on the album. So uh, and <laughs> and pushing the line to be the first single. So we just <laughs> uh, went along with it. We usually don't never do, but uh, yeah, let's let's listen to the label for once. We've never really done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they, maybe they know what they're doing. You'll see. But, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so, so uh, one more here, and then I'll let you go. But with with uh, so with touring temporarily uh, out of the picture, um, and uh, and this record comes out May fifteenth, right? So you still got a month. Things can change in a month. Um, yeah. <laughs> what What are you most looking forward to with the release of Sudden Death? I I'm I'm a sucker for reading you know, the reviews for the yeah. albums. I really like that, uh, good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> so so now since touring's out of the picture, that's uh, probably what I'm gonna do <laughs> when it's released. Just comb through reviews. Yeah. Yeah, the reviews are funny. I I, I I've written them. I've had them written about my bands. Uh, but yeah, they're they're uh, they, they are interesting to hear what people have to say, and I I, I particularly like the like the negative ones as well. <laughs> yeah. Has have you ever read yeah. something in a review that you thought, oh, you're right, I should have done this? Uh, maybe <laughs> we should have shortened the uh, the Odyssey album. <laughs> oh, okay, well, yeah, but it's called Odyssey. 
yeah. I mean, yeah. That was uh, like the plan to do an epic album. But yeah. uh, if if you do, if if you don't listen to me, uh, there again, like listen to the whole album. I think you're it's kind of lost, and you can't really listen to uh, you can't listen to all the songs in in itself. You have to listen to the whole album there. So right. If if uh, people wanted just like the good songs <laughs> from Odyssey, <laughs> then we had a really good album. But then it wouldn't have been a concept album. Right, uh, it wouldn't have been as cohesive. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's a good way to end this one. So, <laughs> so Axel, thank you, thank you for taking the time to talk to me in the middle of your day. Now I hear birds chirping. It does sound beautiful in Sweden. Yeah, the sun is out. It's like fifteen degrees. Here, so Did you say 15? Really nice. yeah. Oh, wait, you're probably talking Celsius, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be very cold here. <laughs> yeah, I'm out here, my shorts. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That'd be, that's, that's well below freezing over here. So. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're in I'm glad you're in uh, Europe so you can be 15 degrees Celsius. But all right, man. <laughs> hey, thank you for thank you for taking the time to talk. I really appreciate appreciate it. I I, I do I'm a huge fan of Horizont. I I love this record. I've been listening to it for a week now. I've listened to your band for over 10 years. So thank you for doing what you do. I love the way you've taken the direction you've taken. Uh, totally appreciate it. Yeah, it makes me really happy. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Hey, have a good day, man. You too. All right, bye.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Axel Pleasant fellow making pleasant music. And uh, I hope you all will listen to the new Horizon album out May 15th on Century Meter Records. It's called Sudden Death and apparently it has not much to do with the hockey, despite the hockey helmet and despite the theme. But I'm all right with that because who likes hockey anyway? What is this, Canada? It might be if you're in Canada. Um, yeah, so thanks to Axel for uh, having that conversation with me. Now, usually we'd wrap up the show, but might as well just make this an extra long episode and throw in another interview that I did uh, with uh, with Mike of Heaven Shall Burn. Um, if you're not familiar with Heaven Shall Burn and you like heavy music, that's a little odd. They've been around for quite a long time. Um, I first heard of them back in the early 2000s uh, around the time they were doing the splits with Caliban. Caliban was also another band from the same, same place, I think, that was, uh, that was getting a lot of attention and uh, that was a reason to look at both of them. And so I did, and uh, became very familiar with Heaven Shall Burn for a long time. Uh, lost track a little bit, then saw they were still at it, and they, they still are. And <laughs> they just released, it went out, it's been out for a little bit over a month, but it's called uh, Of Truth and Sacrifice. It's a double album, which is quite the endeavor. But they did it anyway, and they did a good job of it. And uh, it's out there, it's it's in the air, you can find it wherever um, wherever you find music. It's also out on Century Media Records. See a theme here, are you? Huh? Huh? Are you? Huh? Huh? Um, but anyway, um, yeah, th- this was a, this was again was a nice conversation. Unfortunately, it was cut very short by uh, by him having to do another interview, which uh, which has never happened to me before. Which is fine; it's to- it's part of the game, right? But it's never happened, so uh, I didn't get to wrap it up the way I normally would, and uh, left some questions on the vine. Maybe we'll have him back some other day, and we'll talk again. Maybe not. Maybe this is all you get from Heaven Shall Burn, but that's all right. Before we go into the interview, I want to play you a song off of their new album. This one is called uh, Protector. It's off the first disc of the the record, the double album. And uh, check it out and then listen to our conversation.
Hey, it's uh, this is Dan. How you doing? Nice. I'm doing good. How about you? Not bad. Uh, it's about about lunchtime here, so uh, I ate a bunch of donuts. Well, where are you exactly? Where are you exactly? <laughs> I'm in Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, where where are you at in Germany? Um, it's pretty much the middle of Germany. Yeah. So, uh, if you, if you look at the map, um, Thuringia, it's like a basically just a lot of dead, uh, famous people and forests. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> but I, are you familiar with, uh, Condern? Condern? Yeah. No. I might be no. saying it wrong. K-N-D-E-R-N. K-N-D? K-A-N-D-E-R-N. A-A-N-D-R. No, no, doesn't ring the bell. That's, I, 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 just curious, that's what my wife went to boarding school there. So, oh, all right. So, she says nobody knows where it is, and so she's right. She's right. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just about, I'm just about to Google it. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. That's Kandon. No. No, it sounds like south of Germany, to be honest. It's this town in Germany. Yeah, it sounds like the south of south. Germany. Yeah, 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 southwestern. But yeah, southwestern. Yeah. Oh yeah, there, there. She lied to you. There, there is a city called Condon. Yeah, but I n- <laughs> never heard about it, to be honest. But but that, that's a, that's exactly the same with the area I come from. Nobody heard about it. Um, I'm I'm from Weimar in Germany, which is very very famous for its writers and poets but only in germany of course shakespeare didn't live here yeah yeah that's that's about that's my whole list right there that's the one the one <laughs> you know, the, the one i know but that's yeah that, that, it, yeah that's okay because that's where, where 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 is uh so is this where where you're at is that where all of heaven shall burn is based out of yeah, pretty much. It's it's the area you can say we're all uh, in the state of Thuringia. Our drummer lives in Berlin now, um, but um, we're rehearsing here. Um, our drummer used to live here as well, so we're uh, Thuringia hillbillies. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't know there was such thing as German hillbillies, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> what? Hey, so obviously, uh, rather than other than geography uh, and people, I'm calling to talk to you about uh, about Heaven Shall Burn and your new record. Well, it's kind of new. It came out a month ago uh, of Truth and Sacrifice. It's funny; it's already been out a month. I can't believe that. Um, Feels like two years for me. <laughs> well, so, right. I'm sure you've been working on. How long did this one? Uh, how long was this one? Did this one take to work out? Um. If you, uh, yeah, if you uh, go back to the start of songwriting process or something, it was maybe one and a half year or something. Um, but that was because this time we, we created a special situation that we didn't want to have any deadlines in, in our neck or in our heads, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so um, we, we took... A lot of time to to record it and you know if you have like the easiness and you don't have to do this or that take 
today because you have the studio. Our other guitarist, Alex, who produced the record, has a high-end studio, and we can come and go when we want to. And um, so that was very, very comfortable, comfortable situation, you know, so we, we could um, just um, come next day and do the take again or next week and nobody cares, you know. And we just talked to the record label about uh, a record release show uh, when uh, uh, about the uh, record release date um, when the record was fully recorded, you know, and um, so there was no pressure at all. So that's why it took some time, but it was a great way to work. Very, very good situation for being creative and have visions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think that seems like the ideal work situation for anybody. It's, you know, yeah. not to have yeah. anybody breathing down your neck and and no deadlines. Um, yeah. This so, but it's still a, a year and a half for what is a double album. That's that's not that bad at all. That's pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, we we uh, did a live break. We didn't play any shows at all. You know, oh, okay. Yeah. So we were pretty much in studio for one and a half years. So <laughs> okay, it's that light it, it might be pretty long. You know, and. <laughs> Um, you know, if you don't want have any pressure or don't want to be disturbed in studio, playing live is the the last thing you should do. You know, it sucks so much um, tearing down all your equipment again and then play this or that festival or this or that tour and then going back to studio, get in the studio mood again and everything. So th that is always, always very, very disturbing. So we... Uh, we did the life break. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, it's, so, so it's been out now for, since well, I guess March 20th was the release date, I think. And, yeah. uh, and I'm sure you've heard lots of opinions at this point. How, how has the, the reaction been to truth and sacrifice so far? Oh, it's, um, that, that's a, a very nice topic. Like musicians reactions, uh, towards the record, you know? Yeah. Like the state I am in now, I would say, like, oh, uh, of course, we have, like, tons of positive feedback, as positive as never before, and I knew that we made a really, really cool record, and uh, that is not surprising at all, you know? Yeah. But if you ask me, like, one month ago, and I was waiting for the first reviews, I was just bloody nervous, you know? <laughs> and, and I was not sure whether we did a great record uh, uh, at all, you know? And... Um, so the egos of musicians waiting for the first feedbacks uh, for their records are very, very small, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's a very nervous and, uh, yeah, bad time for artists, you know? <laughs> but once, once the first positive feedbacks come in, like, the ego grows and grows and you get more self-confident because... To be honest, after working over a year on the record, you have no idea if it's good or not anymore. You know, I mean, um, I think this is our ninth full-length record, and of course, I know myself during the, the years better, and I know, okay, you wouldn't have recorded this if you didn't think it was good and if it wasn't good. You know, but at some point, you really have no idea what you did and if it's worth anything or not, and then. 
first revenues coming in should be positive otherwise you you'll commit suicide probably <laughs> that's funny and you know that's that's very true and i didn't think about it like that before and i guess that's how we end up with uh, some shitty records you know once you're what's the people making it you know they get so, yeah, in, yeah. so entrenched in it you don't realize how bad it is until other people listen yeah to, to be honest i mean uh, I, I told you we, we didn't want to record with any deadlines and we wanted to have no pressure at all but in the end we found out, okay, you need some deadlines. Otherwise, we're going to sit here for two more years, you know. And uh, so we we had some internal deadlines yeah. then, you know, not, not from the record label or from bookers or stuff like that. But you have to do some internal deadlines. Um, otherwise, you you never finish it, you know. And, and that that is the point when records start being overproduced and overthought and you know what i mean yeah yeah you can't you can't continue to keep going through it with a yeah. fine tooth comb or you're gonna you know take you yeah. know, you're gonna, you're always gonna find something yeah so but i i read that this 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 album charted at number one in germany is that is that a big deal how does that what's that that is a big deal in germany i mean you can compare it to the number one in, in the u.s wow it's uh it's uh it's the the mainstream charts like there was like an like a very very famous uh pop singer uh, just number two and we we uh, overtook him and that that was pretty pretty surprising and um i mean of course you know back in the days you would have sold like one million records or something yeah nowadays it's probably a few ten thousand or something but um yeah uh, it was a was a big deal, totally. Um, and uh, in every interview, I'm I'm asked uh, whether we are mainstream now or something, and then I say <laughs> no. The mainstream came to us. We didn't approach the mainstream, you know. That's so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's our point of view. I mean, you listen to the record; it's pretty heavy music. Yeah, there's nothing you know? mainstream about it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I can. Of course, like I'm on the Mars, for example, they had the number one in Germany as well. Uh-huh. Um, but um, you, uh, yeah, that, that was a um, pretty big, big thing for us, and also for the media. And I have interviews with uh, newspapers and magazines. Um, my mother is reading, you know, and my hairdresser. So yeah. <laughs> so is this <laughs> is this the the already the most successful Heaven Shall Burn album? Uh, not not already, uh, yeah. not not yet. I mean, um, um, of course, it, it needs uh, the the craziest thing was uh, because of all the Corona lockdowns here and and everything, um, like all the mail orders and uh, that they could sell the stuff they had in stock, you yeah. know, but um, they couldn't uh, order more, you know, because like um, like the record companies' uh, stocks in. Uh, in France were shut down and everything and uh, which means uh, some mail orders they had like 800 or 1000 orders they couldn't send out you know and they're sending it out now which leads to the situation that we're still in the charts like on number 4 you know because yeah. like every every uh, week we are like all the all the um, orders that came in in, in in the first week and in the pre pre-sale phase uh, and that couldn't couldn't be sent out um and in the first week uh, are being sent out now and um yeah so we're we're still strong in the charts here so um 
the record sales are developing a little slower because of the situation, you know. So that's why it's not as successful as some of our older records now. But it's out for a month now. So yeah, that's true. It's only been a month. It's that's kind of interesting because uh, you mentioned like the record sales. Because I've <laughs> my wife and I have found that we are buying more records now than ever before because we're just sitting here, you know, working from oh, home, yeah. listening to records. Like, oh, well, we need this one. We need this one. And every day, oh, are you buying vinyls or downloads? Yeah, or? no, vinyl. Yeah, we're buying ah, vinyl. See. Yeah, see. yeah. I mean, it's some. I mean, that's not the poor life. You, if the only, if the only highlight today is the postman with the new records, you yeah. know, I like that. <laughs> it is. It's been exciting. You never know what's going to show up. Yeah, and your wife is on your side. Did I understand? Yes, she it? is actually. She, dude, you're living the dream. I know she. She bought two without telling me yesterday. Yeah, just on her own. Wow. So she's, she's. I mean, right, right now, right now, it's pretty cool because if my wife is yelling at me because there's a new record coming, I just tell her, "Oh no, that's from the record company. That's our own <laughs> own records. You know, it's just some stuff to to look at for me. You know, and um, I, so I can lie at her. But um, <laughs> usually, there is a bit of tension in the air if the postman rings and brings new vinyl <laughs> you got to justify it right yeah <laughs> well yeah that the this uh like you said you've this is your this is your ninth album and you've been around now for what what's the official start date for heaven shop right it's at least 20 years right we don't really have an official date yeah um, because it developed from some other bands you know and it wasn't like a like a cut and then we started this and that band um it's over 20 years for sure but we actually decided to stay away from all these anniversary stuff mm -hmm. uh, because it makes you look bloody old you know <laughs> especially to the young younger fans and i think um that anniversary thing always seems a bit like as if bands have nothing to tell anymore you know and they have to reminiscence like they're old big deeds yeah. and don't have um have actual things to say and i mean of course if antigone will be out like for 25 years we're going to do some special or something of course but uh, usually we don't want to celebrate all these anniversaries bands usually do because it seems old and uh it seems like um not having new stuff to tell you know yeah yeah i understand that completely but for for for, for uh for context though that's 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 a lot of experience it's a lot of uh time playing well you guys have kind of evolved with with your sound not kind of you've very much evolved I with your sound. So. <laughs> I, I i remember the, the first thing that i had from you guys was the was the split program right um, oh wow the, the I think I think the first one I don't remember which one was first but or if I had one or two first but the Caliban split you know and yeah. uh, so so I've seen you change dramatically but you also still remain in the same not the same box but you know in the same uh, yeah. company yeah um, yeah it's um it was always um, also music wise we didn't change like in a very radical way you know i, I really I, I i'm a music fan myself you know and i hate it if my favorite bands um just from one record to another sound like a totally different band you right. know like uh, like cave-in for example or uh, you know um 
some some bands or Therian in, in in the metal scene or or some amorphous uh, faces or Paradise Lost, you know. Yeah. Um, I really I really hate that. You know, I mean, if you go to your grandmother and she she prepares your favorite dish, you know, you don't want her to change the the recipe, you know. Yeah. And um, that, that's what I always <laughs> thought about our fans as well. So we developed in a in very small small doses, I think, you know, more very small doses. Um, but over the years, if you look at it after 20 years, there's, of course, a big change if you if you uh, compare the starting and the end point, you know, yeah. Yeah, That's- yeah. If you look at those first records compared to now, you're going to hear a, a huge difference. But it was a but it was a subtle and natural evolution. I think, or uh, yeah, that that that's that's, you that, that's what I feel. Yeah, and I think I hope it is like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I mean, well, all right. So, so you, the band has changed, but how do you feel like the the scene has changed? The because well, I don't well, know what, what scene are you talking about. I, I don't know. That's kind of I don't <laughs> even know what my question because you know I guess would how do you feel about Hell Shall Burn being like designated as a metalcore band? Because I don't know that it is or was or has been because that genre that 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 genre seems to have changed so many times. Yeah, I mean, when we started out, there wasn't even something like metalcore. Yeah. You know, I, if somebody brings up the term metalcore, I usually ask, um, so what were we playing before uh, 1998 then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Before the before um, Alive or Just Breathing from Kills with Engage <laughs> came out, for example, you know right. that defined metalcore. You know, um, it, I, I I don't care. I, I would say we are a modern metal band, but actually we were uh, metal kids that were looking for political music, and then we we found out about all these great bands like Earth Crisis, Snapcase, um, Overcast, um, Aftershock, and then later Killswitch Engage, you know, that developed from these bands. Um, and, um, yeah, Shadows Fall as well, you know, that came from like some me- hardcore metal proto, I don't know, soup, and then <laughs> also started into the metal scene. Uh, Shadows Fall, I mean, did I say Shadows Cast? Yeah. Sorry. No, you said Shadows um, Fall. You said Overcast and Shadows Fall. You got them both. Uh, yeah, okay. And um, and so um, so we had no idea what we were in the beginning. You know, we were just metal kids wanting to play metal music, but not very talented on the, being talented on the, on the instruments. So some kind of hardcore, metal-driven hardcore came out of it. And then... All of a sudden, it was metalcore, you know. So I, I don't, I don't think it's a swear word to be metalcore, but um, we are not what people think of metalcore today, you know. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and that's so, that's that's kind of what I was alluding to. It's a, it's it doesn't yeah. it doesn't sound the same anymore, right? And that's totally fine. But it's just it seems to mean something different than it used to. Yeah, like the yeah yeah the the way we were metalcore back in the days. Then you should ask today. Yeah, why isn't Fear Factory or In Flames metalcore then as well? Right. You know, so that's the that's the point. Yeah, I would say we're a, a modern metal band. But if somebody needs the metalcore box, I I don't deny it. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's, you know, it's even not... feels even feels a bit uh, I don't know no- nostalgic <laughs> today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you mentioned that like you 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 see so you had all these all these political 
uh, beliefs and and stances, and you still do, as far as I can, as far as I can tell you. you, you I mean, t- see if I get this list right: straight edge, um, anti anti fascist, animal rights, um, mm. anti racist, which should be obvious. Um, but like, so so you've got all these all these causes. Um, which do, is there a way that is there something that you want to prioritize out of that, or is that or is these just the things that you want to get across? Uh, like the straight edge thing was never a band philosophy. Okay. You know, we, we always had a, had a party guy in the band, yeah. at least <laughs> one, you know, and we, we never had straight edge lyrics or something. That's just something personal of some band members like me, for example. But it was never like a band philosophy or something like that. Whereas um, that animal rights thing and that an environmental problem or, or consciousness uh, thing um, and that anti-racism and uh, of course being anti-fascist as a German band um, that is very important to us and that is actually why we founded the band you know I, I didn't start playing the band because I thought oh wow my riffs are killer people have to hear that I was like wow my thoughts are pretty deep people should learn about them you know <laughs> and uh, and I found out uh, of course, they they weren't deep when I was a kid, but yeah, you know yeah, when when, when you're yeah. when you're fifteen, sixteen, you think you 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 got how the world works, you know, and you have this very positive, n- naive way of thinking and doing things, and um, that's absolutely essential for starting a band, and it's great young people have that, you know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so I found out okay. There are more people listening to me when I have a guitar in my hand than when I write an article for the school's newspaper, you know. And that's why we started making music, because we wanted our opinion to to spread, you know, and not and not our art or music or something like that. Yeah. Do you feel you've been successful with that? Um if you mean the approach that we wanted to spread our thoughts and not the lyrics so much we haven't been maybe so successful because a lot of people love heaven shall burn for the music as well mm-hmm. you know yeah. <laughs> fortunately you know but um uh, it happens a lot that people are uh, are uh, not, not not a lot but it happens once in a while that people are uh, disturbed by by our very strong uh, political point of views you know and that it's such a big role in the band and you know i always tell people that um our lyrics are the warhead you know and the music is the missile just transporting it into the target right and um that's the picture i always use and um that's why we started making music you know and um yeah, we are successful for the music as well. So we kind of failed um, to just uh, spread uh, the ideology. But um, of course, um, it's a great way to influence people that are just came for the music and stayed for the thoughts. You know? Yeah, and, and I mean the whole idea that if you impact one person, you know, you're doing your yeah. job. Um, but it, like, so you mentioned that people can kind of be disturbed by some things. Is, has there? Has taking a has taking a stance against so many things caused any issues for the band? Um, actually, um, 
I mean, if you're able to ignore trolls on the internet, then yeah. it's no problem at all. <laughs> right. You know, um, usually face-to-face -face people just keep their mouth shut. You know, there are actually internet backstabbers <laughs> that back to differ. You know, and um, yeah, that's that's very true. Actually, um, it's pretty impressive because and, and very surprising that um, it happens that. A lot of people approach us and 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 really give us props for having such a strong stance, even though they don't have the same points of view and opinions. Sure. But they very much accepted that out there is a band that that raises their flag, you know, that still dares to voice an opinion, you know, like within all these shades of gray and all these bands that doesn't want to tell anything and don't want to disturb any fan or something like that you know we we don't care about about the the fuckheads that that are racist and would listen to heaven shall burn you know we don't want them to be our fans yeah. and then that's that's our position you know but many bands don't think like that you know uh, many bands don't think like that and they, they want to please everybody, you know, and um, yeah, we get a lot of recognition for taking a clear stand. Yeah, and, and I e think that's... Even that's... from people that are not in our political direction at all, you know, even conservatives. Yeah, no, it's, it's totally valid and that's what, I, I mean, I'm, I'm most of the things, but, you know, but yeah. abs absolutely, like, you know, <laughs> like, I love, I love... There's there's enough bands singing about their feelings, you know what I mean? So yeah, I know, totally. Know yeah. So when there's some that at least have a direction or an intention with with their art, then that's that's much more commendable, I think. Yeah, and I mean it's it's one offer within the the whole world theater of music, you know. I mean, of course, it's okay to sing about dragon slayers or treasures <laughs> at the end of the rainbow or or your your girlfriend leaving you you know that's totally okay but not for us right right yeah well um this is the so you, you did the uh, sorry you did it this is a double album like we mentioned so that that's that's a that's a decent amount of material um and it was, was that was did you go into writing this record with that intention or was this just kind of what came out when you started working I mean, we didn't sit down in front of a white sheet of paper and said, okay, what do we need for a double record, yeah. you know? Um, but the idea, or at least the vision that it maybe could could be a double record came up pretty soon. When we started, as I said, you know, we went to studio and said, okay, no live shows, no deadlines. And uh, just that mindset brought up so much creative energy you know that within the first weeks of songwriting i realized wow there's so much material so many ideas and visions that's going to be a lot you know and then pretty soon the record title came up as well of truth and sacrifice with these two strong terms you know that have this duality into them already you know truth and sacrifice and from that point having a lot of material and having such a record title it was just a small step to think about okay maybe we could do a double record you know and um but we weren't so sure about it because we didn't know okay is the material will it be diverse enough you know i mean there is no point um 
um, in boring people with uh, just a record that is as twice as long as it should be. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, there should be more experiments and stuff that that um, that avoids the boredom for people. You know, and uh, when we saw how diverse the stuff is, then we were sure it's going to be a double record. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, there is a lot of diversity here. There's the electronic stuff. There's the orchestration. Um, obviously, the, the metal with the with like the electronics and the orchestration. Who who's doing all that stuff? Where where did, who's composing and putting that together? Um, like the song, the music, songwriting is uh, for the classical stuff. Is um, our other guitarist Alex the, as a producer and me as the songwriter, so to say, you know, but for the classical stuff, Alex is lot, uh, doing a lot of piano stuff as well because he's a lot better than me in that stuff. But um, bringing out the arrangements and notes and giving it to the orchestra and uh, and overlooking the recordings and stuff like that, we had a friend um, that also does the orchestral and electronic stuff for Rammstein. Oh, wow. Sven, Sven Helbig. And um, he took care of that, and that's of course uh, a level of craftsmanship we, we we cannot offer, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Seems like it's a that's a pretty difficult, uh, yeah, t- <laughs> pretty difficult task. But you know, somebody can do it. Um, yeah. So, so I, well, one thing I found interesting on here, other well, a couple things, but but one of the things was that that there's a there's a cover on here of. Nuclear Assault's Critical Mass. How, well, how did this one get on? Um, it's it's just a killer song, you know. Yeah. We we always we always like Nuclear Assault for their thrash metal approach that has a bit more of a punk attitude, you know, not as precise and sharp as the other like Testament or Exodus and then all the the bands from that era. More like. Um, more like a bit punky, you know. Yeah. And of course, um, it was interesting that um, we just wanted to show our young fans as well um, that there were songs written about environmental issues uh, back in the days as well, you know. I mean, the song is how old? 30 years. Yeah. You know, and um, of course, today nobody sings about acid rain anymore. But <laughs> yeah. um, but um, that um, bands thought about issues and environmental issues as well back in the days um so that was a nice yeah i don't know a a nice tension that the song is retro but on the other hand also deals with topics um, that are still actual you know yeah no i i I thought it was cool and uh and what's 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 the word I'm looking for? It made it made sense to be there yeah. to go along with the rest of the record. So f- for like uh, old thrash metal like that, you guys, you Germany, you had plenty of great bands too. What's your favorite German thrash band? Uh, nowadays, I have to say Creator. But back in the days when I was a kid, I was a huge Sodom fan. Well, that's awesome. I don't think there's a wrong answer. So I th- oh, you're, <laughs> you're into destruction or what? No. What's that? No destruction. Well, what- yeah, no, no, no. I said I don't think there is. A, there can't be a wrong answer. There. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I even I even wrote um, for the official band biography uh, for Tankard. Um, I I wrote the introduction for that. Oh, you did? Because cool. I'm the only only straight edge Tankard fan in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but what what like ninety five percent of their songs are about drinking, aren't they? Totally, and yeah. I love it. <laughs> and I love I love this band. 
Um, but um, when I was a kid, and still nowadays, Sodom was my absolutely favorite. Persecution Mania and Agent Orange. And actually, I'm a huge fan of um, Frank Blackfire, the guitarist, and um, like Coma of Souls of Creator. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Coma of Souls is the best German thrash metal record. Really, that's a that's a it's an interesting choice. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know which one I would take. But you know what? I re- I really liked I liked some of the uh, I really liked some of the Sodom albums, some of the later Sodom albums that more recent. I, th- I still think there was I still think they're doing well. They're, like songwise, they're doing totally well. Absolutely. And you know that German band Protector? No, I don't think I do. Check them out. There are fucking killer there i mean they they're around since the middle of 80s or something but they're still releasing really really cool records they in the 90s they had some records like on this you know on the on the edge between thrash and death metal and very very brutal like malevolent creation demolition hammer style really really cool cool i'll check i will i will check that out but dude I, i have to do the next interview okay well, hey, thank you for no, doing this one. One question. How far away are you from Punxsutawney? From Punxsutawney? I don't even in, know. Honestly. Know that I'm, my favorite movie is, is Groundhog Day. Is it? <laughs> and uh, uh, just asking when you said Pennsylvania, that just popped up in my head. That um... I, you know, the, That's the only place, that's the only reason why people know who, where Punxsutawney yeah, is. Totally. And I live in Pennsylvania. I don't even know exactly where it is. Okay. Nice. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, but man. thanks for the chat. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for doing this. Great. Bye bye. Alright, see ya.
There you go. That's the second of two wonderful conversations of episode 119 of Getting It Out podcast. That was Mike, again, of Heaven Shall Burn. And if you haven't checked out that record of Truth and Sacrifice, please do so immediately. That song you heard there at the end was called Ubermacht, or I don't know, I probably said that incorrectly, but it's Ubermacht. Um, it's from Of Truth and Sacrifice. Big thanks to Mike. Big thanks to Axel. Big thanks to Century Media Records for putting this stuff out. And uh, big thanks to you if you've listened to this entire episode. This is one of the longer ones in Getting It Out podcast history. and wasn't necessary that I double them up, but I thought, you know what? Might as well. Got to double some up these days. Uh, get, get them done. All right? So um, that's it for this one. Gettingitout.net is uh, just about to be out. All right? So go there. Go there soon. Um, check it out. Uh, at earliest, Cinco de Mayo. That's May 5th for all you non-Spanish-speaking uh, Senora and Senorita. Ah, I can't speak Spanish either. Um, you know, May fifth uh, should be. It should be up around then. I don't know. I'm not good with dates. Um, but yeah, if you want to, if you want your music played on the podcast, please send it in to Dan at gettingitout.net. If you want your records reviewed, do the same. Dan at gettingitout.net. There will be a physical website that should be available to your eyes very soon in the very near future. Um, got a couple in the works. Michael Nice is hard at work. Rick Shirk hard at work. Um, yeah, we're doing some stuff, and uh, it's going to be fun. So uh, that's it for this week. I think I should end this with another. Oh no, wait! You should you should go follow the, the podcast at Getting It Out, Getting Underscore It Underscore Out Underscore Underscore Podcast. Uh, that's on Instagram and at Getting It Out Pod on Twitter. Um, there's also the Facebook page, facebookcom slash Podcast. and like I said, GettingItOut.net. Go there, be there, do your stuff, do whatever you want. Um, but that's it for this week. I'm going to end this one with another listener-submitted uh, song. One that uh, a band you've heard before. It's Demacles out of, uh, where are they from? O- Oslo, Norway? Um, yeah, whatever. We're going, we're fully international on this episode. Well, all right, United States and Europe. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, this one, what is this one called? I believe it's called, um, well, I don't believe. I know it's called uh, Our Special Touch. It's by Demacles. Check it out. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.